Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a one of a kind. I'm telling you, this is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky. Us collectors, us movie fans, we want the good stuff and Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, he not only does Ghostbusters proton packs and proton pack parts, he's getting into Ninja Turtles weapons coming later this year. He's got amazing prop displays, custom displays for your prop replicas. These things are huge. It's hard sometimes. You don't know how to put it on a shelf. Mike at Carnivorous Creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be. So... Check out CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them yes, have some podcasts sent you. And get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters Proton Pack. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy four-year anniversary. Abigail Gardner, what, how are you feeling about that? Um, I wish that we were at a big dinner to celebrate that right now. Well, yeah. I'm very hungry. Yeah, me too. Very well, I mean, te- technically, we will be on the actual On the actual day. Yeah, we're about a day early, but we're all going to be together this weekend. We got some stuff coming up. Apparently in the United States, the traditional fourth anniversary gift is fruit and flowers. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Well, I watched Midsommar and I don't want any flowers. I would, none of that fruit, none of those flowers. (laughs) Uh, Jake, what's up, man? I'll take it. I'm good, man. Um, I, I realized something, Craig, me and you were on the phone with each other and- I was saying something about uh, there will be blood for some reason. I don't know why. I, probably just because I always talk about it. Right. And mm-hmm. you reminded me again of the fact that you have never seen it. Right. And I don't know if I don't know if like maybe every other time you had said that to me, I just wasn't listening. But this time I was like, what? It hit you like a ton of bricks. It hit me. It's and so I've been gay. thinking about it. And I've also been it also made, re- made me realize that, you know, like. I, I I reference that movie probably every episode of the podcast. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I'll, I'll if somebody says, you know, a word or a phrase from the movie, I always kind of repeat it back in 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 his voice. Right. And then I realized 
you have no idea. No reference for it. You haven't seen it, so you just you don't even. It doesn't register what I'm doing. I saw that in the movie theater. Yeah, honestly, whenever you do that in my head, I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I respect it. Um, No, it's on my list. Abby, you saw that in the movie theater? Yeah, way pre-Craig. It was like an art house theater called Terror Theater in Atlanta. Before me, the world didn't exist. No, 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 no. We're watching it this weekend. Yeah, it was long. I remember I went to Trader Joe's and got some food to bring in. Oh, the Trader Joe's. There will be blood story. Yeah, happy you anniversary. Never, you literally never. Happy, everybody's very happy anniversary. Let's talk about a story before we met. Cool. Uh, jo- uh, well, here's a story before I met all of you. I was uh-huh. on the golf course. The yeah. round of my life. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're going to watch it this weekend. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to Days of the Dead. Are we going to watch it together? Possibly. Yeah. Cool. Possibly. Oh, good. That's And the entire time, every time Daniel Day-Lewis says anything, I'm going to be like, I don't know this reference. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> You'll be like, hey, he is he referencing you? Is yeah. that is he doing a Jake impression? That's it's a Jake thing. That's literally what, not. He, was, he li- Jake's I guess here. he listens to the show. I guess we'll watch it, Jake. But it'll be over three nights. I always wonder that. Like, what if like just randomly Daniel Day Lewis was like a big fan of the podcast? That, that would be, be literally incredible. That would be ridiculous. He's like, yeah, you guys are my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, whenever he gets into when he gets into character, he just locks himself in a room for eighteen hours and he just listens to the same episode of the podcast over and over. What if I'm Daniel Day Lewis? I'm just method acting Craig for the last four years. Whoa, mind blown! It's insane. So listen, happy anniversary! Thank you so much to all of our listeners for sticking by, supporting us, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. We're not going to spend too much time patting ourselves on the back because, frankly. We're too busy. My hands are tired. There's too much going on. <laughs> We've already been patting ourselves all day long. There's been a lot of padding. Um, but Jake, uh, <laughs> Jake's going to be up this weekend. We are going to Days of the Dead Atlanta. We go every year. and uh, The infamous Days yeah. of the Dead. Oh, we're now, back. listen. We back and we back. Uh, Linda Blair will be there. Will there be another interaction or are we done with the Linda Blair saga? I, well, here's the thing. She's too expensive for another interaction. Part of me wants to bring She's the statue. Too part of me, part of me wants to try it again. Yeah, yeah. Just to part do of it. me is like, fuck it, let's try it again. Let's try to get her to sign it again. But also, last time was kind of a good ending, right? It was good. It was expensive. I, I don't want to pay for Before, for anything else from Linda Blair. Okay. Before I, we go I, any further on that, I do. We should say if you're a new listener and you don't know. Oh, what preface, we're, preface. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't know what we're referencing, um, go back into the archives. I don't know exactly what episode it was. I but think it's 42, 42, maybe? 39, somewhere around there. Uh, there was an incident between Jake and Linda Blair in an autograph. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I, I want you to uh, listen Just to it listen in real time. Yeah. And then yeah. a, a year and later. then get on YouTube and watch the video about us going back last yeah. year. It's a sequel. It's yeah. a whole then, it's a saga. Here's the, the saga of Linda Blair. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe the Blair Walsh saga is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And we find out. <laughs> the at, feud is coming to dude, an end. No, it, it's almost been a project. At the end, she's redeemed. And then you guys kiss and then she dies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. She force heals this you. Year, <laughs> this year at Days of the Dead, we become like best friends. Yeah. Force dyad. That's yeah. 100%. Uh, uh, no, but I was just going to really quickly <laughs> propose what you do is you get her to sign her autograph on your body somewhere. 
where there's space. Yeah. And then you get a tattoo of Pazuzu around that. <laughs> oh my God. That's a good idea. It's a kind of good idea. It's I don't know back, how much space you that's have. A good, that's a good idea, but I have a feeling that Linda Blair would freak out if you asked her to sign a body Your part. Your body part? No, this is what you do. <laughs> you get a small slab of cement and have her sign that. Anywhere. And then, and then you, and then you <laughs> whittle it down. You whittle it onto... <laughs> I don't think you whittle cement. No, no, no. You whittle wood. You, you have to. I don't know how you. You graft the cement to your body. Then chisel. you get the Pazuzu tattoo around it. Yeah. Okay. That works. Um, <laughs> so listen, Linda Blair is going to be there. Richard Dreyfus is going to be there. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, it's it's always a good time. I'm it's excited. Good. I want to. Like, re- we're going to reclaim our photo shoot with uh, Richard Dreyfus. Supposedly. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, it's fun to. Good uh, luck. It's a good. Uh, it's a good local con. I like going to a convention in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's close, small. It's fun. I've got new shoes to fun. wear. I'm very excited. Hey, I do too. I got really? some shoes today. Did you really? Yeah, came you, in the mail today. Can you talk about them? Uh, yeah, they're green vans. Nice. <laughs> Classic. Wow. They're made out of a van. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Volkswagens. They're wow. green Volkswagens. Uh, so we got that coming up. And then uh, we're about two and a half, three weeks away from uh, New York Toy Fair 2020. Uh, I guess we could talk about this uh, real quick. Um, programming note: coming up in just a few minutes, we have our exclusive interview with Zombie Sailor of Zombie, Zombie Sailor. Sailors Toys on Instagram, who recently, as in several hours ago, revealed that he discovered Case Fresh Kenner Congo figures. They're going to yeah. be up for sale. And uh, we talked to him about it. It's very cool. Yeah. It was guy. an emergency. It was an emergency. We've been following this guy for a long time. And we're like, hey, man, this guy's great. But then when the Congo toys went up, it kicked it into like fifth Another gear. gear for us. And we were like, fuck. Another gear. People kept tagging us. Guy. And it was like, we have to have a we have to we have, have, to have yeah. a discussion with the zombie. Yeah. Man. We need to talk to him now. That's most of what we talked about. Now. There were no interview questions. It was just like, uh, Congo, let's talk. Let's do it. We did. Where That's did coming you up. Get those um, it's very exciting. And we're all ordering. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to well, don't spoil the Oh, okay. We already did the oh, interview. It's the magic of television. Yeah, it's magic. Um, okay. So that's coming up here in just a few minutes. We've got New York Toy Fair in a couple of weeks. Uh, go ahead. <coughs> Somebody else talk for a second. Yeah, go ahead and follow Somebody us. Else. What were you getting to? I was gonna Let's talk- all pray for Craig real quick. Uh, you are so, all right, two seconds to pray, and then Abby, you do the social media thing. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, I'm not ready Please for that. Plug yet. us on. Yeah, that's the end. Amen. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> I feel like I honestly think a lot of people just sent out uh, prayers and positive vibes for me because yeah. I are I feel better now. Is that what made you cough? Could you tell the difference between a like and a prayer? One like equals two prayers. Okay. So okay. Uh, now that we got that all situated, cool. Hasbro Saturday Toy Fair. They are doing a special event. Uh, we don't know much other we than know that we're going to be there. We're going to be there. All three of us are going to be there. <laughs> we're all going to be there. Uh, okay. It's, uh, uh, it's an offsite event from Toy Fair. They're doing a special brand uh, unveiling of all the new stuff for this year. That includes Ooh. all of the Hasbro mm-hmm. brands. Blands. No. Mattel, listen, Mattel bland Hasbro brand. That's what we're doing. Uh, I kid Mattel, but they're not on my radar. Are you, are you telling me, Craig? I'm telling you. That on Saturday of Toy Fair. Yes, sir. There's going to be a a special event. 
Hallelujah. In which, in which we are going to see the new Ghostbuster toys. Yeah, it's church. It's what you do. You repeat. We, we've we completely started. In, we've ignored Jake, Jake to have an argument. To have a discussion about church. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So basically Hasbro is going to be revealing. Uh, we can only assume uh, the new Ghostbusters toys for Ghostbusters Afterlife. and Whatever yeah. they have planned for the line. Obviously, this is the first time Ghostbusters has fallen under the Hasbro banner. Hasbro owns Kenner, mm-hmm. uh, or they bought the rights to Kenner back in the 90s. So who knows what uh, we're in store for. Uh, but it's not just Ghostbusters. It will be Ghostbusters, uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Power Rangers, Nerf. Maybe I'm getting into Nerf this Ooh, year. I don't I know. I am a big Nerf fan right here. Uh, G.I. Joe and, and others. So uh, we're no lie. Very excited about this. Uh, I absolutely cannot yeah. wait to uh, yeah. attend and uh, see what they have in store. Hopefully talk to some of the people there. We're going to have a lot of coverage on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, what are you expecting from Hasbro as far as Ghostbusters goes? Uh, I mean, I'm I ho- I'm kind of expecting just to see everything that we're getting. You know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get – I'll tell you what I'm most excited for. I'm most excited for the, for, for the possibility of getting – you know, like older versions of our, uh, you know, main three guys. I just think that would be cool. I think we're going to probably see all that stuff. We'll see whatever figures are based on the new movie. It's probably also going to, it's weird to think about that. We're not just going to be seeing toys here. It's going to be giving away things from the movie. Yeah. We'll be seeing, we'll probably be seeing ghosts. You know, if there's, if Slimer's in this, there's a good chance that's mm-hmm. going to be revealed in, in a couple of weeks because there'll be a toy. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a chance. I mean, toys always, you know, I think they're going to be everything. It's not all, but it's not always that way. Remember, remember when answer the call came out, there were all these toys of ghosts and we were like, Whoa, these are going to look cool. And then they're not in the movie at all. So it, mm-hmm. if you go back to our first, uh, uh, it's either our first or second episode of yes, have some, there is a long discussion about Rowan's bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. And the rat, remember the rat ghost with the, oh, like, yeah. head, the ghost, the ghost where its head is split open. Yeah. We're yeah. like, this thing's going to be amazing. Not in the movie. Not at all. Oh so, yeah. Not uh, in there. Also Kevin's proton pack, not relevant at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't, we talked about that for a long time. Uh, Conspiracy so, yeah. theory. Yeah. I'm sure it's not like you can predict the movie from the toy line, but it would be cool. I agree with you, Jake, to see there'll be like, something. What, there'll, there'll be, some, you'll, you'll, you'll be able it. to get a better sense of, the vibe of the movie yeah probably i mean you know uniforms equipment we're gonna have the way i look at it is the trailer underground firehouse playset right the trailer was the the kind of the big kickoff the big marketing push but we've been a little bit of that quiet time uh toy fair is going to kick everything back up and then it's going to be marching right into july so i'm extremely excited um obviously it goes without saying we are toy collectors and toy people and uh I'm, I'm just thrilled to be able to go to toy fair and uh very excited yeah. that hasbro invited us to this event and uh i can't wait i i it would be silly for me to say that i have expectations um i do want to see if we're gonna get an ecto-1 for these figures and what that looks like yeah uh, it's got a gunner seat uh the car man yeah what do you got guys? Okay, my chapstick. All right. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah. Any, anything else on that before we I can't uh, wait. On? It's New York City. It's Times Square. It's going to be a lot of sightseeing Ghostbusters locations that we've been meaning to see, like the Firehouse and the New York Public Library. Plus all the toys coming out from the new movie. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be good. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> Stay tuned to Yes Have Some Podcasts for all that coverage. Now, uh, we're going to go ahead and get to this uh, chat with Zombie Sailor. Very happy that he joined us on the podcast to talk about these Congo toys. Yep. After that, come back. We're going to be talking about Midsummer, which Abby and myself finally saw. Mm-hmm. Before we get to this interview, I want to talk about Yes Have Some on social media. But I'm going to let Abby do it because I'm about to choke you. Oh my God. Are you okay? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over there? He's been just drinking. Uh, Dr. Pepper over here. So here we go. Uh, if you want to follow us and engage with us, our group we have on Facebook is called Group Therapy. All you have to do is log into Facebook and search for Yes Have Some Podcast Group Therapy. There's well over 700 members and you can become one of them just by asking to join. And either myself, Craig, or Jake will accept you. And uh, from there, you can start posting about Midsummer or whatever movie you just saw that's stressing you out that you're obsessed with or the toys that you're trying to buy or Zombie Sailor's most recent post and how it's making you spend all of your money. Um, yeah, just join our group and no memes. That's there you pretty go. much it. All right, cool. So we're going to get to the interview right now. And when we come back, it's going to be all scary in Midsummer. Yeah. Scary in Midsummer. When we come back, we're all going to have a little tea. We're moving to Sweden. <laughs> All right. Zombie Sailor coming up right now. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Yes Have Some Podcast. Right now, joining us on the line, you know him as the time-traveling toy dealer. He is on Instagram at Zombie Sailor Toys. We've wanted to have this guy on for a long time. Zombie Sailor, who now has uncovered probably the greatest discovery in my personal history. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that in a few. Zombie, what's up, man? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we've been chasing you for a while, man. So this is exciting for us. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say to somebody. Well, you just met. We've been stalking we've been your Instagram you, for a long time. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Thanks. I, I get that all the time. I bet you do. <laughs> uh, well, uh, for for those of you who don't know, uh, Zombie has uh, an amazing Instagram page. He uh, sells toys. Uh, does a ton with the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. You know, we had Zack Ryder on a couple months ago. Uh, maybe we'll touch on some of that stuff. But the main thing that I think you've become known for, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's discovering these old cases of fresh toys, right? So like whether it's Ghostbusters or Waterworld or now Congo, that's kind of like, that's your thing. You've kind of cornered that part of the toy industry. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How'd you get into this in the first place? Well, first things first, guys. How does it feel to be on the phone with a man who's best friends with Kevin Costner? I was gonna. That's ask- what I thought Craig was about to say when he said what you're most known for. I was like, uh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Uh, <laughs> well, let's touch on that. So you uncovered all these Waterworld figures. You start kind of interacting with Kevin Costner on Instagram. New Year's Eve, you get the message. What, what, take me back to that moment. All right. Yeah. So just to recap. So, um, yeah, like Waterworld figures, like it's cool. It's a great movie from the mid nineties, of course, 1995. And like, this is legit. I genuinely really do like Kevin Costner. Like every one of his movies that I've ever seen, I think is magnificent. And, uh, he's just a good actor. He just has that wholesome everyday, 
appeal, right? Or is it just me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, but, no um, sure. tin, literally no, Tin Cup is one of my favorite movies. So I'm right there with you. There you go. Of course, man. So one world figure is like, if you guys are familiar with the action figure market, I'm sure you are. They don't go for much. Uh, unfortunately, like the Congo figures, I see them ending like $2 and change for the actual figure sealed. Like the actual shipping costs more than what the figure is, which yeah. is like heartbreaking. Yep. So I, I didn't pay a lot for these, but I paid more than what they were going for on average. And I had hundreds of them. So I'm like, shoot, I need to do something really creative to get people's attention to want to buy these at a premium price. Mm-hmm. So I had the idea to start going crazy and being like some crazed fan who's going after Kevin Costner, which is not too far away from reality. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one thing led to another. It was supposed to kill um, the, the climax, the payoff, if you will. Because I kept on tagging him, thinking that this guy would never pay me any mind. So it was going to basically just me doing like an Eminem-style Stan music video, calling it Kev. Yes. And uh, I was... I, I had it written down. We were going to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, he responded. So we just completely just didn't go with that. And um, that's pretty much it. We just got the video message from him. We spoke to him a couple times through a DM. It's him and a verified account and whatnot. And the rest is history. That's amazing. And I was thinking about that today when you when you revealed these Congo figures. I was like, oh, maybe you can strike up a relationship with. And then I was like, I guess Ernie Hudson would be the biggest name yeah. uh, in, in Congo uh, because I couldn't think of any of the other actors' names. Uh, it's definitely uh, amazing that uh, Kevin Costner made you that video. Although I kind of want to see the the music video where you're stalking him, like waiting outside of a diner and and like, you know, stalking him, approaching him for his autograph and all that. That would have been good. Yeah, one day, man. Um, as far as Ernie Hudson goes, believe me, I can't say much, even though I'm giving it away right now. I definitely have a few things working in the pipeline. So more on that within the next few weeks. It's going to be oh really good. Oh, my God. You can't tease nice. that. You can't not tell us. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um. So I know one, one thing, if you don't know Zombie, if you don't follow him, he's not going to reveal his secrets. He's not going to tell you where the time machine is and how he gets his hands on these Case Fresh Kenner mm-hmm. uh, figures. I know I first discovered your account, I guess it was probably three or four years ago, uh, I was buying real Ghostbusters figures from yeah. you. Um, and, and you it, would call Jake having a panic attack because you needed to buy all of I them. I needed to get all yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, when are you going to get Case Fresh? Uh, well, I think it was Super Fright Features is what I was buying at the time. Um, but just mm-hmm. for a little bit of backstory on, on you and how you got into uh, collecting I know you were just featured on uh, The Toys That Made Us. Uh, how'd you get into this world? Yeah, man. So uh, just real simple. Like, I'm, I'm like a lifelong action figure collector. Ever since I can remember, of course, I was a kid that played with toys. In the, you know, I was born in 1985. I just turned 35. I'm an old crippled man. Yeah, and um, I've been playing with figures Same. ever since I could remember. You know, Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, wrestling, of course. Um, so I always like this stuff. A lot of people have the misconception that I'm doing this just to make money, even though I am, but I'm a fan of this stuff. I, I love this stuff. This is my entire life. So long story short, like um, I'm from Staten Island, New York, and I have a lot of, or I had a lot of action figures that were from my own personal collection. I always bought doubles and triples for rainy days and whatnot. And once I moved in with my, at the time, uh, fiance, I had to do a lot of downsizing. So I started selling a lot of stuff to make room. And I had a sales job that I hated and I started selling so much through eBay, then through Instagram that I started taking days off from work to stay at home and box up orders. So I'm like, wait, I have a ton of inventory. I'm doing pretty damn well. 
why am I staying at this job that I'm miserable at when I can make more money doing what I love? And, you know, it started expanding on Instagram and started buying more and more toys. And the rest is history, as they say. I love it. Yeah, that's the dream. Uh, I tried to sell toys full time. Uh, that went south real quick. Uh, but, uh, it's hard. Uh, yeah, it's this was pre Instagram, though. I feel like that would have given me maybe a little bit of. Yeah, uh, Instagram opened up a whole community and a whole world of collectors and like connected me to other people. And that's actually how I found you was people tagging me in your case fresh stuff. Was, yeah, everybody tagged. So to give you a little context, we uh, we did a, an unboxing video of the entire Congo line a couple months ago uh, where uh, Jake uh, had bought the whole whole line in package and we opened all of them. And then today when you posted us, we, we, we or posted the uh, the picture of the case fresh stuff. People were starting to tag us. So mm-hmm. very exciting times to be a Congo fan. Mm-hmm. I tell you, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, what a time to be alive. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, tell us about Congo, man. How did you like when you're searching this stuff out, obviously, uh, you know, you put up that tease that you had found some uh, 90s Kenner and immediately uh, our, my buddy Ryan, Ryan Dole messages me. He's like, do you think it's DC? And I was like, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll have some fun. And uh, I, I was kind of, I'm, I was selfishly hoping maybe it was uh, some of that Ecto Glow or something mm-hmm. insane like that. Uh, that's kind of every Ghostbusters fan's dream is to find cases of that. But uh, so when you uncover this Congo stuff, what uh, what's your first reaction? Are you licking your lips? Oh, yeah, I was like, hell yes. Because, again, I'm a huge Congo fan. You know, it's such a cool toy line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, just, I figured, you know, my my, uh, my base would get a huge kick out of it. I mean, if they like Waterworld, I figured they would love Congo. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, so what's your plan? I know you haven't revealed a sale date yet, but um, you, you talked about on Instagram that you've got some videos. You've kind of opened and gone through everything. Like, what uh, what are we expecting from this sale? Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, so there's about five, 500 or so pieces, give or take. I think oh I'm pretty God. positive. Yeah, like no exaggeration. I'm not like inflating these numbers to sound cool or anything. I mean, legitimately, there's like 500 legit Congo figures and vehicles in my storage locker as we speak. It's, it's crazy, man. So, um, I love the I idea of uh, somebody inflating their, their, their Congo numbers to like impress, to impress somebody. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah man so yeah i think the whole collection is here um and that's pretty much it i mean i just i just hope people like them and appreciate them i want them to sell out of course or very close to a sellout but um i'm gonna have a lot of fun with the hype videos if you will so that's that's the stuff i'm really looking forward uh to revealing yeah and when you were doing the water world stuff i was like this is great because as you said like you know there's certain lines like water world or uh congo or robin hood or hook where the figures are amazing but there's just, you know, a lot of it was out there and they didn't retain their value like something like Ghostbusters or Ninja Turtles would have over time. So I imagine you got to get pretty creative in, in your uh, your sales pitch to to get the hype going. Yeah, man, it keeps me busy. I mean, just, hey, you know, it's, it's all in fun and uh, that's it, man. I just want to keep people entertained and I just want people to kind of like relive their youth because nowadays, I'm, I'm sure you guys will agree, like I feel like everything sucks in the world. Yeah. and. There's so much like a lot of people are down and it's not as happy. And I feel like living is not as fun as it used to be. Yeah. Um, so I want to take people back to like that time in their childhood when they were in KB 
and buying Congos like for two for five, all, all 10 people that did that. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, I won't, I promise I won't pull that quote. Like zombie sailor says, living's not as fun as it used to be. <laughs> like, people are going to start. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree, man. Words people, of wisdom, kid. Yeah. Words of wisdom. Life is awful. Buy some Congo figures. Yeah. Um, Here we go. It's pure joy and happiness. Jake, uh, you, you love this line. What, what was your reaction when you saw this today? <clears throat> Well, I, I thought one of the best – it's just one of the – first of all, just the picture of all the, like, cases of Congo toy is just one of the best things I've seen in my life. And I've, like, uh, you know, this past year I've gone on kind of a deep Congo dive. And after <clears throat> after we filmed that video and, uh, and opened the entire line, um, people who have watched that video, you can tell that I, I did not like opening all that. So since we filmed that, I, I I have kind of been like, I got to rebuy this entire line. Mm-hmm. So you can perfect, see it on his face. Time. Yeah. But yeah. We're, yeah. We're, I, I think I'm going to buy the whole line. I think you'll probably have two fresh, uh, two full sets over here. And you've got the oh, ve- we definitely are. Yeah. You've got the vehicles, too, right? Oh, yeah, man. What is it like the net trap vehicle yep. or something like that? And net trap. Yeah. It's not a huge line. It's like yeah. it's like I think it's like eight figures in two vehicles or something yeah. like that. And the vehicles, I believe, were yeah, re- they're either repaints or were repainted for uh, the Lost World line. Yep. Um, which one is- of them, the Net Trap, is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, man, we're excited. We that's why we wanted to finally have you on and just kind of like you know go go through the motions with you. Yeah, um, Congo's our bread and butter too. Like we <laughs> like those kind of underrated underappreciated movies well that's the thing we've talked about a lot how we always wished uh, twister would have gotten a kenner line yeah because it, it feels like the kind of oh movie. my god wouldn't sure. that be sick we've like designed it almost oh, yeah we've thought about customizing pieces from you know congo jurassic park and alien All vehicles to put together a nice line of twister figures we don't know how to do the actual twister though we have no idea how to make a tornado <laughs> toy <but> we're <laughs> working on it <laughs> Um, Imagine having like a deluxe tornado. Yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about that, like the tornado playset where like three cows. Yeah. It folds down and like you open it up kind of like uh, the, you know, Castle Grayskull and the inside has, I don't know, all the, (laughs) everything it's sucked up from Nebraska. Oh my God. Brilliant. Joe's dad. Joe's dad. Damn it. Yeah. Joe's dad's in there. Joe's. Joe's uh, dead family is in the twister. Oh God. God. See, zombie, if they would have had people like you and us, you know, designing these lines, they would have, uh, I don't know, Kenner would have probably gone out of business even faster, actually. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, so uh, when when can people uh, look forward to start seeing these uh, hype videos on your uh, Instagram account? Um, either tomorrow or Friday, I'm going to film the actual video. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like have somebody in real time Follow me from like my my car to my actual storage unit. It's indoors, and basically just gonna just follow me in there and like open up the uh, the little gate, if you will, and mm-hmm. me just getting a box cutter and going crazy and just showing how like fresh they are and it's all like legit. Because who in their right mind would fake Congo figures? Um, so yeah, just want to show the viewers at home um, <laughs> oh, how they look and <laughs> yeah, they're all yeah. I'm in massive bulk. <laughs> very cool, very cool. And will you be shipping or uh, not shipping? Will you be selling the uh, the shipping boxes? Because I know that uh, we ha- we had some interest between Jake and myself in those boxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, for you guys, of course, man. Yeah, that's that's not an issue. And also, like, what's really odd? So this came from like an old distributor, by the way. It's like a little tidbit. Like a lot of people are always wondering where I get these figures from. Um, you know, the cases. It's just so simple. So like 
hundreds of thousands of these were made of each character back in the day. It's, it's crazy to wrap your finger around it, how inexpensive they were 20, 30 years ago to produce a figure. Nowadays, it's, it'll blow your mind. Like Just like the molding fees and mold fees and whatnot, they cost like 10 grand just to make one character. It's nuts. That's why you don't see them like they used to. Right. So with that being said, like, with, you know, 100,000 is a huge number. So there's inevitably going to be some out there that are dead stock in some old distributor's warehouse or an old toy store's owner who went out of business and kept them in his garage, who's like now in his 50s, 60s, whatever, just has them and just sitting there rotting away. So my job that I appointed myself is to go and basically find these. And here we are. And unfortunately, it, it is very hard. And I kind of like pigeonholed myself into actually being the case fresh guy. And it kind of sucks because now everyone only wants that. So I have to bust my ass that much more to kind of find this stuff. So it is what it is. Right. 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 Um, well, yeah, I mean, darn standards. Yeah. You kind of set the bar so high. I mean, I know when you were rolling out the ghostbuster stuff and the Hasbro WWF stuff, I mean, that was stuff that like, you know, you can't find that stuff. I mean, even when, when you go to toy stores now, you're hard pressed to find anything in package from some of these lines. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man, you're killing it. We, and us as collectors and podcasters and people who talk about this stuff nonstop, mm-hmm. we appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, uh, actually I don't, I mean, I spend money, so maybe <laughs> I don't appreciate it. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, man, as far as, um, you know, just as, uh, the hobby goes, what do, what do you get excited about as far as, uh, modern toys goes? Modern toys, um, I'm a big fan of hot toys. Like, I love those things, even though they're so expensive now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, a lot of Marvel statues from Sideshow, um, stuff like that. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I collect nowadays. Um, but you don't have to pick my battles because, you know, a hot toy is like $250 now. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I can't get everyone like I used to. Um, that's pretty much, I mean, wrestling figures, not so much unless it's like a classic guy. Like I don't really watch the new product anymore. I just watch, you know, I have those memories of the old stuff from the eighties and nineties. So if it's like a flashback guy, I get one of those, if it's somebody that I, I admired or admire still, um, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, if something looks cool and like, it's like, you know, good paint app, good sculpt articulation, I'll pick it up. Like just a couple of days ago on Instagram. I've never played the video game Fortnite ever. I'm not a nine-year-old child. If you guys play Fortnite, no offense. If you guys are listening. I don't know anything um, about Fortnite. No, it's no. very confusing to me. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So there was like, there's like a character. I don't even know what, what his name is. It's some like wolf looking guy, but it was a really cool looking figure. It looked like he would fit into like the Ninja Turtle world or something. Again, mm-hmm. someone posted it on Instagram and I'm like, okay, this looks like a cool figure. I went on eBay, bought it. It was like 30 bucks delivered. And now I have him on my shelf. I didn't even know the character's name, but it just looks cool. So I got it. So yeah, I just if something looks good, regardless of where it's from, get it. I'll, I'll get it. Simple yeah, as that. I like that. That's yeah. how I feel. And, and it's kind of like the, that's like the lost art of toy lines. Like you know, people they it's kind of cliche to say they don't make them like they used to, but they really don't. Um, I can look at old figure lines that I never collected, whether it be Swamp Thing or Toxic Crusaders or Bucky O'Hare. Uh, I never had those figures, but I admire them and I, I want to go back and get them just because of how amazing and extensive those yeah, toy lines were. That happened to you literally this year with, or I guess last year with Power Rangers. Yeah, I was never you, a huge Power like, Rangers fan. got into fan. it just because you wanted to collect the figures. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, well, listen, man, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Yeah. Um, we're, we're excited about what For you sure. do. Uh, go ahead and tell everybody uh, where the best place to find you and uh, follow you is. All right, everyone. So yeah, if you have Instagram, just uh, add me. It's at zombie sailors toys. 
And my website that I never update because I'm very lazy, it's zombiesailor.com. So how it works is I have a huge inventory that I don't even post. It sounds so archaic somewhat, but just message me. Like, hey, guy, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have this? Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. And I'll let you know what I have. I'll show you pictures. We'll determine a price. And if you want to buy them, send me some cash through PayPal. I send you full tracking. You get your stuff. And that's it. I pack securely and I ship fast. So why not buy from Mr. Zombie Sailor himself? I love that. That was great. And I can uh, vouch. We've all, you know, I bought from you and uh, everything's uh, safe and sound, as you Mm -hmm. said. And I'm excited about these Congo figures. And I can't wait. Uh, Jake... uh, has all, we always laugh about, man, we can't believe people buy uh, shipping cases, and now we're going to go down that road. It's yeah. going to be awesome. <laughs> we're in that it's going to be yep. awesome. I'm into it. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Um, For uh, sure, guys. Just, just let me know what you need, and I'll get you any shipping cases you want because there's so many of them, so it's no problem whatsoever. Sweet. Oh, uh, yeah. Zombie, will you uh, be attending Toy Fair this year? Believe it or not, I've never been to a Toy Fair ever in my life. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Um, I'll see. There we are. I, I would like one. to go. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going up there for the first time this year, um, and it definitely wasn't easy to kind of go through all the the, the credential stuff, but we were able mm-hmm. to uh, to do that. We're uh, we're pretty excited about what Hasbro's doing with uh, yeah. with Ghostbusters. Uh, we're pretty stoked on that. Well, if you guys have like an extra extra large piece of luggage you want to fit my fat ass in and just smuggle me through the front <laughs> yeah. door, and, uh, you guys could be hanging out with zombie sale at the Javits Center, right? I like yeah. that human trafficking into toy fair. Yeah, we'll double up on your shoulders. <laughs> Perfect. Of course, it's great. It's great. Well, listen, man, we won't take up any more of your time. Uh, everybody, check out the official Instagram page at uh, Zombie Sailors Toys and follow him for what he's doing with Congo. And uh, I'm sure more to come this year and beyond. Uh, we will catch up with you soon and uh, good luck with the sale, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you so much. And also if I could just add in like, um, so I'm good friends with, uh, WWE superstars, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. And I'm like affiliated with the wrestling, um, with the major wrestling figure podcast. Yeah. So yeah. Any listeners, if you're fans of like wrestling figures, new and old, or just wrestling in general, man, give them a listen. You could, you know, download them on any major podcast network. It's at the major wrestling figure uh, major wrestling figure podcast. It's great. They have weekly episodes that drop every Friday. It's funny. They have celebrity guests. They know there's wrestling figures like the back of their hand. So give them a follow, look them up on social media, listen to the podcast and you guys will really enjoy it. So there we Absolutely. go. Yeah. We, yeah. we had, we had Matt on a couple months ago and I'm a avid listener of their show. Yeah. Dedicated um, listener. Yeah. 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 And, and man, you, you kill it, man. Uh, for those of you who don't know zombie, you do all of the, uh, a lot of the merch and you kind of facilitate, um, all their pins and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you're you're busy, man. So fuck that sales job you had to quit. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. You know what the best part is? Ever since I I quit that place two years later, they closed down. They filed for Chapter Eleven. So yeah, f them. Dude, nice. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Hell yes. All right, get man. Your time we'll, machine. Go back to the past. Get those minty toys. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Hey, man. We'll catch up with you soon. Oh, Have a good okay. night. Thank you guys so much for having me. You take care now, everyone. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks dude. dude. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, everybody. We are back. Thank you so much to Zombie Sailor of Zombie Sailor's Toys on Instagram. We very much appreciate his time. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm excited about these Congo toys. Jake, uh, what, what's your feeling coming out of that? Boy, it feels really good. It's like perfect timing. I've been, uh, you know, agonizing Day in and day out, losing sleep over the fact that I opened those toys and haven't rebought them months ago. And I can now sleep at night. 
No, you can't. You stay up till four in the morning every you night. Stare at that shelf. You wake up sometimes just standing in front of it. Sometimes- I do. I wake up in a nightmare and I'm like, sesame cake. You know, like I wake up and one of those like fucking. I want to know what these teases are. Like, did he reach out to Ernie Hudson? Are we gonna? Oh, is Ernie gonna reprise his role? <laughs> I hope so. It's gonna be Dude. good. Holy shit. Yeah, I think he's somehow involved in the unboxing. I mean, he teased that. I want to hear something. that beautiful yeah. accent. Yeah, God, Tim too. Curry too. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we are going to move on now. Yeah. And we are going to be talking about Midsommar, which uh, is a movie by director Ari Eister, uh, or Ari Aster, I should say, uh, put out by A24 last year. Um, this was the follow-up to Hereditary. And uh, I feel like enough people have seen it by now. If you haven't seen it, maybe you want to skip this part of the podcast because we are going to talk uh, heavy spoilers. Uh, Jake, I know you were a huge fan of this movie, but here's the question. I know, Jake, you've got this heavy stance against award shows, right? Like you hate them. They don't matter to you. They don't. They just don't matter. But it is surprising to me after watching this movie that it's under the radar and did not get any recognition at all because I think it's a yeah. damn good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. that's a problem. That that's one of the issue. That's one of the court issues with, um, I think award shows. Period is that they 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 don't really. It's only very very recently that they've started kind of dipping their toes into genre movies, superhero movies, horror movies is kind of like, you know, a very very new thing, and. Most horror movies tend to just get, um, you know, lumped into one category and just overlooked, period. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a well-made movie like Hereditary or if it's, you know, uh, you know, The Conjuring 4. It, they're, they're, to, to, to award shows, they're basically all the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it deserves a lot of recognition. Uh, we'll we'll kind of get into the plot and the details. Um, Abigail, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I'm shocked after seeing it that it was overlooked, like when it comes to winning awards or being nominated. Um, it looks like the reviews were pretty much middle of the road, like B plus, C plus. Um, I thought it was an A plus movie. I personally, the the visuals, the color palette, the acting of God damn it, uh, Florence Pugh. She's fucking insanely good. Um, especially even before the shit gets crazy in the movie, she really pulls you in with her performance. Oh, like, so you mean morning. like you mean like you mean like before the first two minutes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. The whole like le- literally just. The entire movie, I think, is a masterpiece, and I think it's, um, yeah. I think it's beautiful, and I, I like that it's daylight, and that the subject matter, like being in Sweden, it, it catches you off guard because it, it seems like everything should be fine, but under the surface, nothing is fine. It's all off kilter, which is just like hereditary, and just like that director, really, like that's that's his his niche is is that like something is askew and something's off. You don't really know what it is yet, but as you see it unfold, it's like. It, you but can't it, look away. You have to I see. was just bummed at the end of the movie, like, you know, when everybody's got their art projects. Yeah. Right? So, like, each of the dead humans is turned into, like... Do something interesting. One's a chicken and one's a, a scarecrow and one's a bear. Uh-huh. Because it's in Sweden, I was expecting one to just be a Detoff. 
Oh yeah. One's a detox. Yeah. He's just a detox. They're like, it's we can't like, get hey, this they, one put it, together. In the end, instead of like having that, you, they well, they go behind the big triangle shaped building, and it's just an IKEA back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! The, the movie they ends. All, they the all scratching work at IKEA. Area. <laughs> it's like the weirdest IKEA commercial I've ever seen. They you all go in. to lunch in the cafeteria. <laughs> um, you Abby, go inside you there. Oh, sorry, I had one more joke, but continue. Go ahead. I was going to say, you go inside that house and you're like, you think it's the Ikea, like the dented, like discount furniture section. You're like, oh, this is different. See the fucking blood eagle. Anyway, continue. Tell me what your thought was. Well, I was just going to say one of the things that like, um, it kind of, I've, I've watched this movie probably five or six times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the things that's, uh, unique about it, I think is that like, all these people are getting killed and there's kind of some horrific things happening, but the people who are carrying out all this, you know, murder and sacrifices and all this, like, they're not, they're not like bad people. This is like, there, there's a point in the movie where they're like, Hey, this is our culture. We've been doing this for like a hundred years. Like those people were happy to do that. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's a natural it's passage. weird thinking about it because like it is a horror movie and there are these people getting killed, but then it's like these this is just like the way these people live. It's not like they're killing people just to kill people. You know what I mean? No, it's like kind that's, of a weird It was know. the decision of the seventy two year the senicide to jump off the cliff top. Like, yeah, but here's I've got a counter to that. Like in any cult or religious commune that's ever existed you're right, Jake. Everybody is just doing it because that's the way they do things. Yeah. Except for one person at the head who's like actually evil. I don't know if we met that person. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if like, but this doesn't, it's weird yeah, because it's like. That. I agree with you, Jake. It doesn't seem like these people don't seem secretly evil or right, like right. nefarious they it does it seems less like a cult and it seems more like just this weird culture that hasn't figured yes, out it seems that's cultural, not the way like you a, do things yet yeah, you like know a, what i mean it exactly. feels less it's like a, yeah and also this is that this part of the uh nine day uh celebration or whatever happens only every 90 years so it sounds like or maybe that's no. It, I don't know if it's like the, if it's every year they have two people jump off a cliff. Like no, I'm not well, sure. here it's it only is. when here they're old enough to. Any so here's what it is. Okay. If anybody turns seventy two, they jump off the cliff. If yeah. nobody turns seventy two that year, there's no reason for them to have that ceremony. The part that's every ninety years is the burning. The the. The, sacrifice the, the, uh, of nine people. The and... nine sacrifices at the end where the, right. it's in the house. Okay. That is every the, – the thing happens every year. The festival happens every year. Right. Where they pick <clears> things. But the burning right. is – the burning, that's every 90 years. Right. Mm-hmm. What um, What is the uh, the the summer, the May what – what do they call? The May Queen. May Queen? The May, the May Queen. Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like how they pick the May Queen. I let me say this really quick before that sequence started was under the impression that they were going to dance until they actually died of exhaustion. I was like, this is going to go on for weeks. Uh, but when it was like, oh, you're just doing it till you get dizzy and fall down. It's really funny. Like it's, it's funny this, and like it's hard to every, look away from. <clears throat> it's an every 90 year festival. And they do this part every year where they pick a May queen and it's rooted in ritualistic murder and suicide. And how they select the May Queen is they have a dance off 
Jim and it's, dance. it's musical chairs, basically. You yeah. go. And I love that. I loved the music that played. Like I couldn't, like I was very. Soundtrack's like, awesome. The yeah, score is really yeah. good. Oh, absolutely. All the singing and chanting and it's, it's actually beautiful and somber and lovely. Well, that's what I really loved about the movie. And uh, we can talk a little bit more about the plot. Uh, but the, anytime there's that contrast of there's really fucked up things happening, but the palette is beautiful. Like the, the backdrop. Uh, I love that. And the fact like, you know, if you look at the and here's one thing I haven't read anything about this movie. I looked up a couple of the Easter eggs and stuff, but mm-hmm. I went into it pretty fresh, hadn't gotten spoiled on anything, and uh, I haven't read anything since. But yeah. one thing that's very striking is that uh, the first 15 minutes of the movie <coughs> that take place, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in America, uh, it, everything's dark. It's dark. It's yeah, night. It's real dark. It's uh, uh, it's, like it's wintry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of feels. I was uh you don't really get a sense of any of that part of the movie uh, during the, uh, it's an environmental contrast to the warmth and and nature that opens up when you get over. And then when they get to the Sweden, like you realize like it's daylight almost all, all the time. And there, there is almost no darkness Mm -hmm. uh, except for all of the crazy shit that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Of the three of us, if we were to go on this trip and get to this festival, in, if we were to get there when the the mushroom scenes going on, like would any of us stay any further past that point, or would I feel like all of us would immediately try to get home? Because that's it's like very, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, those well, kids like, are watching don't... Austin Powers. I might stay. That was the thing I was going to point out. They're good people. They watch Austin Powers and let the kids watch it. But I right. love that descent because in the beginning Excuse it's me. like, oh, it could Jesus. be like a fucking music festival EDM thing, like where people do drugs and like are out. It's... But then it's the not. Part... Yeah. The part that scares me when I'm watching it is like imagining if I was one of those people, how they like, you know, when it gets towards the end, there's like you get a couple people who are uh, volunteering to to get burned alive. Yeah. And then there's also when they pick um when, you know, Christian's in his bear suit or bef- it's before he's in his bear suit. But when he's uh he's paralyzed, they're like, hey, you're either going to pick Christian or just a random person yeah. of ours, and they just like draw a name, and I'm like, I would be so fucking terrified every year that it would just that would be my name, you know? Right. It's like yeah. so scared. And I mean, they're not scared of it; they're happy to do they're it. Super but it's like, excited. They're they can't super wait to win that lottery. To kill themselves. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, they're super excited to kill themselves until they start burning alive, and it's it's a very Duke's a hazard. They moment. realize that they're gonna. Yeah, they funny. realize it hurts. Yeah. I, I imagine that the guy starts screaming, and it's like a it's a the screen uh, <laughs> freezes, and he looks, and it's like it was at that point that he realized that maybe the tree root <laughs> wasn't gonna help him feel um, any better. So listen, uh, <laughs> that's so funny that they like rub a little salve on them. Like, You're gonna be fine, and then it's like fucking yeah. no. Let's. Uh, so yeah. the the basic plot of the movie is that this poor girl who suffers from anxiety and panic attacks already, and maybe is a little what what, what do they call him uh, stage five clinger? Like she's got some she's got a little bit of she's got some dependency issues, some codependency issues. She's dating this guy. She's worried about her sister. All that shit happens. Like I said, we're about to go spoiler heavy. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just say it. Um. So, uh. Her sister's bipolar, and her sister commits suicide and kills both of her parents with right. carbon monoxide. And, and like right, immediately. Immediately. Yeah, right there. The yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. very dark, and it's very haunting. And my first thought was like, okay, how does this 
tie in with the rest of the movie. But what you quickly realize is that it ties in uh, with this was the trauma that she needed to go through to lead the series of events to. It sets her up to be isolated, alone and like familyless and needing needing connection to people. And like that's that's kind of when cults and things like that can seem very appealing. Yeah, you when you're, you're most vulnerable yeah. is when yeah. the the mushroom people start approaching. But it's not that's not right. why she went on the trip. She went on the trip because her and her boyfriend were having a fight, and it seems like she w- thought it might be a good idea to like get some fresh air. But the other guys are going on the trip because they're anthropologists and they're studying their thesis, which is kind of the least interesting part of the movie. But when uh, they get over there, it's uh, it's definitely like you're wondering why she's like, how could you emotionally even be on a plane and going somewhere when you've got that kind of loss going on at home. But right. that also like leads into why she's vulnerable. Well, yeah. I mean like, well, why at that point, why would you stay home? Like every, yeah. her, she has no home at this point. Mm-hmm. Everybody she knows is going on this trip. Like <clears throat> yeah, her yeah, yeah. boyfriend's got her boyfriend's going. And what you she realize has no is family like, anymore. Yeah. Like, the guy who's, uh, who, who's taking them back to uh, the friend. I can't think of the, uh, character's name but the friend who takes him back to his village is actively he he sees that vulnerability in her and multiple times kind of like he's trying to recruit her like he sees something in her uh it's almost like kind of that thing we were just talking about which is when you have that vulnerability is when you might be susceptible to uh falling under the spell of something that's maybe not yeah. great. Yeah, not a great energy. influence, whatever it is. Right. Cult gang, something. Yeah, because he talks to her in the apartment and is like, hey, I lost my family too. I, I think he also thinks yeah. like, I think he probably, re- I think he realizes that her boyfriend and those other two dudes are kind of shitty people. Yeah. Right? And I think that he <clears throat> feels really bad for Danny and he knows that she's a good person. And I think in his like own weird fucked up way, he's like, she belongs with us because we're mm-hmm. night. We're good. people. You know, even though they're like crazy and they're killing right. people and mm-hmm. shit. You he would think he that, thinks <clears throat> that she's legitimately a good person. I think you would think yeah. that at some point during like when he leaves the village and he goes and studies in America and like starts adapting to American culture. You think at any point he's like, this is kind of better. Like hey, there's I, like 74 year olds and 75 year olds out here. Look at that 74 year old. He's not even jumping off a cliff. Yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of what gets the, the story going. She goes through that trauma with her family and is feeling kind of lost. And um, I never, the boyfriend, what's the character's name? Christian. Uh, Christian. Christian. Never liked him. You can no, just, well, he's, he's, set, he's set up to be kind of, I mean, he's, he's set up to, for you to think this is the worst boyfriend ever. And especially because like the first time you meet him, he's telling Danny, you need to stop letting your sister do this. You need to grow up, do this, blah, blah, blah. And then two seconds later, her sister's dead. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and, and his friends are like, you've been wanting to get out of this relationship forever. Just fucking tell her to fuck off. Like it's right. Right. It's really, it really paints him in a bad light. And then like, you know, as soon as he gets there, he's forgetting her birthday. He's like, there's just all kinds of weird stuff. He's always like ignoring her. He's making it, eyes. It's, it's very. Yeah. Also, he fucks like a, a pretty young girl. So oh, no, no. She put a love spell on him. I saw it. She carved that little thing. She whittled it down. I mean, he was do? under. 
yes, he's under the influence of like very weird, heavy drugs and occult, but also he's, he's just not a great person. Yeah. Uh, no, he sucks. Um, so they get there and, uh, you know, I wondered why they were so, I don't know when I go to a strange place that I've never been and somebody immediately offers me like a hallucinogen. I, I usually say, let me, let me get my footing. But they're all studying <clears throat> cultures and people. Well, that's so the thing wanna, that like, their whole thing is. Also, yeah. also I get the, I get the um, impression that these are for people that just do a lot of drugs. They do drugs anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 They kind of gave you that cause they were all doing <clears throat> smoking weed in the apartment. Yeah. Um, so man, you know what though? That first scene when they're like, they're all tripping and they're sitting on that hillside and she goes off by herself gave yeah. me so much anxiety. It stressed me out so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hereditary also gave me a lot of anxiety. This movie didn't give me quite as much because it did not. It's definitely weird and like appalling and shocking at times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> didn't give me that that sense of dread too much. I, I was telling Jake this. Predictable is not the right word, but it does. It doesn't really stray. Like you kind of see the path that it's going down. Um, there's no big twist. It just kind of has a, a you know a pretty linear story. It's a lot. It's a bar. Yeah. It's a lot of borrowed storylines. Kind of. It's like the thing that Craig. What we were talking about is that like Hereditary is like legitimately terrifying and horrifying. Kind of from start to finish. It's weird. There's nothing about Hereditary that feels like you've seen that in another movie. But with horror movies, it is a trope to have like, you know, the weird cult off in another country. There are plenty of movies like that. The The original Wicker Man is like a it's a cult classic movie that is, you know, very similar in plot. So that kind of stuff, it's like you can tell that they borrowed a lot of stuff from those kind of movies, but the difference is just that it's done so well. Like you don't care that it's a little predictable here and there. And you don't care that it like kind of goes exactly where you think it's going to go because it's so well acted, written, Mm -hmm. photographed. It's like, it's scary, but it's not scary in the way like hereditary is. And, And I saw when, 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 uh, when this movie came out, I saw a lot of people that were kind of bummed because they were expecting. They were like, "Well, it's not as scary as Hereditary," and I'm like, "But that's that's okay." Like yeah, you know, yeah. a filmmaker doesn't want to. He's not trying to make the same movie over yeah. and over again. It doesn't no. have to be exactly like Hereditary. No. And I think and scary I'm, is such a uh, subjective it's term. For sure. it is. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's, it's scary. stressful. I wouldn't call it scary. I would call it stressful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the doom and dread that you feel watching it. Yeah, was I able to put together some of the plot lines? Like when I saw everybody was drinking lemonade that was yellow, but the Christian's glass was like orangish red. I was like, yeah, that's definitely period blood in there. Um, Because you'd seen the entire, like the artwork. They showed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I like that because it's rewarding you for paying attention to what's going on. Like I thought it was an Arnold Palmer the whole time. Um, I thought it was some so hot do you, sauce. Do you want yours with sweet or unsweet some tea? Frank's Red Hot in there. <laughs> I do like the idea of them be like, "Hey, see if they have any Franks." 
<laughs> I like Frank. And then it's like, well, yeah, I, I honestly, I think Frank's is much better than Tabasco. Well, you know, they got that Scoville level, like, you know, 3000. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. I bet you can't eat 10 of those. I see salt, drinks. but no salt substitute. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Abby, let's yes. do it. Yeah. What's the scariest thing in this movie? Uh, God, let me think. I mean, mm, pro- probably the face bashing after jumping off the cliff for the uh, the two elders in the group. Um, and honestly, the build up right before they go when they're being carried off, like when they do their final toast of that yeah. shot and they all drink it. I was like, these people are about to die. <laughs> Something's going to happen. They're yeah. being carried off somewhere. And that feels so biblical and so like huge in Old Testament to see the big cliff and see them brought up and making the decision to jump off. You're like, no, they're not. Then they do. And then the one guy doesn't die and the, el- the group has to come out and hit him and then they wail together. That's just disturbing and shocking. Hey, yeah. but, but let me ask a question. Yeah. If you're 72 years old, right? Yeah. And you grew up in this community. Yeah. That means you've been you've been going to that festival for 72 years. Yeah. There's no telling how many people you've watched jump off those cliffs. Yeah. Wouldn't you think you would know not to jump feet first? Oh, I would have a whole plan. I would go jump backwards. <laughs> I thought they were going to fight and only one of them was going to die. And then the other one was going to get the, the fucking time stone. It'd be like a mortal combat. That's definitely the most shocking <laughs> moment you, of the film. Um, here's what I do. If I was in that group, if I, when I turned 72, I'd be like, guys, I'm, I think I'm going to skip. Uh, it's not going to show yeah, up. Like this year, God, whatever it's called. Take Helga off. Or Harga. I'm skipping Harga. They get a lot of runaways at 71. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. It's just, there's not really a good guest list this year. How about what it's I'm, like? I'm feeling really young for my age. <laughs> I think I'm good. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, Let me tell, I, I can tell you what I think the scariest moment yeah, is. Tell yeah, And it's a weird moment. And it's early, earlier in the film. So like her, her sister kills herself, kills the parents. But then there's this scene and it's, and it's, it's maybe three or four seconds long. And it's like, and I don't even know why it's scary. It's something about the sister's face. There's a shot where I don't know if it's when Danny is dreaming early on. She's having some sort of like flashback. I think it's when they do mushrooms, right? Like when they're all sitting outside. I'm not sure if it's okay. then or not, but there's a scene where they it cuts to her sister and her parents sitting on the couch together watching TV. And there's nothing it's just it's just them sitting there watching TV. But the sister the angle is it's like coming at him at an angle and they're clearly just watching the television. But then the sister like slowly moves her head towards the camera as if she's looking right at the viewer. Yeah, it's it's like three seconds. And I don't know why, but it's very like, I don't know. It's off putting. It's kind of frightening to me. And I don't know, like, you know, whatever. It's just a person looking at you. But for some reason, the whole atmosphere, knowing like what she did, it's just I don't know, man. It's just no, like it makes it makes my hair stand up. I think for me, one of the sca- I agree with you. One of the scarier moments I'm now deciding is when Christian runs out after the sex ride is performed and he's naked and he like 
doesn't know where to go and all that. Cause that, that feels like a nightmare, like right out of my dreams. Like that's for sure. Yeah. It's very fucked up and everything that goes on inside of that room with the wailing and the chanting. And like when Danny hears those like weird orgasmic chanting noises, like that moment is very scary for me too. just like putting myself in that character. It's like, that is yeah. fucking, you, she knows what's <clears throat> going on and then she sees it. It's, it's, it's fucked. I mean, I think overall the, the sense of isolation and not being able to leave where you are is very scary. Uh, the scene where um, the the one girl's like they're gonna, they're trying to leave and then they're like mm-hmm. oh he went to the station oh yeah oh he left he yeah. left he took the oh, truck you didn't see him leave <clears throat> why oh, would he, he leave without me oh I just couldn't fit in the truck everyone's like and by leave we mean made a skin suit out yeah, yeah yeah he's gone uh, the scene where the one dude go wakes up at night to go take pictures of the uh, scriptures. And the dudes behind him, mm-hmm. very scary. Mm-hmm. Anytime they showed the deformed-looking yeah. boy's face, yeah, um, really, yeah, ter- kind of terrifying. And when you find out that he's the one that's like the the leader of everything, it's like, oh, that's oh yeah, because it's like, uh, how do they, what do they explain? That? He sets the programming, I guess, for like the whole <laughs> festival. Well, he writes the book. Yeah, he's the booker. No, he write he writes the he writes the history and all that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. He's the uh he's a historian mm-hmm. and he's very smart. Mm-hmm. And I'd like <laughs> he to likes spend... to watch a good show. <laughs> oh, does he? Mm-hmm. I was wondering during the uh during the sex ritual scene, uh, the one lady who's the one who gets behind him and is pushing him. Yeah. Is that like an elected position? Do you have to apply for that job? I think you just feel it in the moment. You just feel yeah, it? I think she was just in the moment. She was like, this is taking too long. We need to move <laughs> this, this, is, this along. This will help. This we, is going to help. <laughs> yeah. This is going to make it better for him. Oh, my He'll God. love her. Yeah, He's the, gonna, uh, hey, she she leads over while everyone's like, she's like, she's like, I've got a great idea. <laughs> then she just close your eyes. Watch Pretend me. like everyone's naked. I Watch. like the one. I like the Hi, one. I'm Johnny right Knoxville. And this is Jackass. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going, Jake. Sorry. I was going to say, I like the one that gets like right in his face while they're doing it and just starts singing really loudly. <laughs> that so much unnecessary pressure. She should have been like, hey, it's just yeah. you and me here. Just close your eyes. That was the craziest sex scene since uh, An American Pie. With the shant where they got the 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 webcam going, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. There okay. were some pies in this movie. The thing, like, there I wanna, were some I'm pies gonna, in this movie. I'm gonna go ahead and jump Swedish to pie. The end here. Let's do it. Yeah, do it. The thing about Hereditary is that when you get done watching Hereditary, you feel like you you, you feel like it's possible you might be dead. You got to call you know a I mean? doctor. Like you watch Hereditary and you're like, holy shit, I just died. Mm-hmm. That movie is like it just Hereditary. You do not feel good after watching it. No, not at all. Um, when I finished Midsummer, when it gets to that very end and it's it's not even it's not even when she chooses. So like Danny gets to choose between Christian and uh, a random person to be the, the ninth and final sacrifice. And she chooses Christian. She's like, fuck it, burn him. Yeah. But still, it's like it still doesn't quite register until that <laughs> building is on fire and Danny starts smiling. Yep. And then it ends and you're like, oh, this is like a this is like a happy ending for Danny. Like yep. she 
she's happy. She's got a family again. She's gotten rid of all these shitty people in her life. And now she's like, it it feels very cathartic coming out of Midsummer. And every time I've watched it, I've been, I've just felt better. Yeah. I feel like it's somehow justice and it, it works in like a weird way that she found another family after losing hers. Yeah. It's a fucked up one. It's kind of weird, but she's a part of it. And also they took, they did away with all the negativity in her life, so to speak. Like those, the friends that weren't so great. They take her in and give her, they take her in and give her something that she hasn't. You're May queen. You're special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you got to probably, you can make assumptions that maybe her parents sucked too. You know, like, if the if the sister's taking the parents out with like there's there's a lot of issues there already. It's a toxic environment, toxic family, toxic friendships, toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, I don't <laughs> I don't know if I felt good, but I love <laughs> Jake did. Jake was like, "Don't worry, it's a happy ending." Like, I, I love treating it as a happy ending. Jake's idea of a happy ending. My I, my listen, idea of a happy listen, ending is, it's and not, then they were rescued. She was. She was rescued from her shitty boyfriend and from all his shitty friends. Yeah. Like it doesn't, I'm not saying that it's a pleasant ride. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) saying that like it's, it's not smooth sailing, but when you get to that end and she smiles, it feels good, man. And it's like, oh, you know what? That is fucked up. But like, yeah, it is fucked up. Jake, I agree. It's fucked up. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is fucked up in a good way. Hey, nobody asked me what I thought the most terrifying part was. What is it? I want to know. Tell us your most terrifying moment. Uh, When they had to fly. (laughs) When they had to go fly there. They all got on a plane. Yeah. (laughs) When they're they're on that peaceful flight of sleep. When I showed me that tiny ass bathroom on the airplane. (laughs) Um, No, it... It's it's hard because I, a tariff. It's the overall sense, uh, and I said this earlier. It's the overall sense of isolation. I think. Yeah, I get that. Um, I think that for me, the thought of being held against my will or not being able to leave somewhere, or yeah. to kind of have that sense. And I, I brought this up to Jake earlier. I think part of you know you kind of get that feeling nobody's like thinking straight. Yeah. <laughs> They're on drugs. <laughs> Yeah, they're on psychedelic drugs. They're far away. The sun is out most of the day. It's a it's a very different weird. It's experience. different. By the yeah. way, uh, anybody who listens to the uh, Ghostbusters interdimensional interdimensional cross rip podcast will know that uh, Troy Benjamin lost his voice halfway through last week's episode, and uh, <laughs> I, I think I got whatever he got. Yeah, so. it's contagious. It sounds. It's like going it. across the podcast with. If you listen to their podcast, it will happen to you. Mm-hmm. That would not be a good review. Ghostbusters no, Interdimensional Crossrip. Ghostbusters Crossrip. Listen to it. You'll get sick. You'll lose your voice. <laughs> it's a, no. It comes through the microphone. I like that. That sounds like a good idea. Listen, let's Chill talk about some of the um there's a lot of uh you guys have watched this movie once. You watched right. it. Was it last night? Last night. Yeah. Last night. So I don't know how much reading you guys have done. I have watched this movie a lot. I think it was maybe the best movie of last year to me. I think it was maybe my favorite movie of the year. Um, There are a lot of like weird Easter eggs and things happening. I don't know what you guys caught. 
And I'm asking, did you guys catch any like well, weird th- throughout the movie? Like I noticed the bear painting in her house. Yeah, that I loved. That. Um, yeah, with the crown and the girl. Anytime they showed like the the uh, any paintings on the wall or any a lot of the a lot of those were. Yeah, right. Anytime any everything inside of the apartment, all of her books were blue and yellow. I noticed that, too, which that's I mean, they also I mean, honestly, like the movie opens on like a painting. And right. you don't really when you're watching the movie for the first time, you don't really register that kind of stuff. Right. But on your second showing, especially if you pause it, the painting is literally everything that happens in the movie. It's th- it's from start to finish the movie. Right. And then there's that that series of paintings they show later, which talks about it kind the of tapestry. Shows, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of like outlines the process like first. Exactly. There's get, also like the scissors whenever. Yeah, the scissors, <laughs> the the haircut, if you will. Yeah, just a light trim. Um, <laughs> <just> <laughs> the lemonade making. Trimming the hedges, um, making lemonade. There's a couple things like that. You know, earlier in the Abbey, like you said, there's a painting um, with with a bear and, and a girl with a crown mm-hmm. uh, on on the on the table beside her parents. There is a a crown of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, there's a scene towards the end of the movie that I didn't see in the theater and people didn't people, I guess other people didn't see it either. And it wasn't until the movie hit digital that there was like a, there started to be like articles about it. But after Danny becomes the May queen, they put her up on that big wooden slab and they're like walking her towards the table. Mm-hmm. There's a very, there's a wide shot of that scene and in the trees, the trees are forming her sister's face with the hose coming out of it. That is and so it's, crazy. It's very creepy looking and it's, it's only in there for the one shot. And once, once you know, it's there, it's like, it's, it's very noticeable, but I didn't notice it in the theater. I'll have to go back and check that out. Cause I did yeah. not see that either. Yeah. And I mean, there's a couple things like there's a scene, you know, when she first walks into the bathroom, uh, when they first get there and they're taking the the mushrooms at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. When she walks into the bathroom, when she closes the door, her sister, you can see her sister in the in the mirror. Uh, also, after she becomes May Queen, all those people are kind of coming up to her and congratulating her. And you hear her say mom at some point because her mom is there for some reason. But also her sister is one of those people like her sister is just in yeah her sister is just in there they don't even mention it you just have to like you only figure that out if you recognize the actor and you're like oh that's her sister like just is just there um there's all kinds of weird shit like that happening yeah okay so for a movie like this jake are you getting more out of it with each viewing or like not not just picking out Easter eggs, but like, are you? Does your opinion of it evolve, or you kind of feel the same as you did early on? I I feel like maybe, you know, the first time I watched it, you know how I was talking about how it kind of gives me like a good feeling. I kind of come out of it feeling like cathartic, and I don't think I felt like that the first time. I think the first time I watched it, I was more like, whoa, okay, you know, it does feel heavy and it takes a lot out of you. But I think as I've watched it more and more times. I have enjoyed it more and have kind of had like it. I, I, I feel like I have less anxiety and I'm more a little excited to yeah. see things happen and more feeling like 
I don't know. It just feels better when I get to the end after multiple viewings of it. Yeah. I feel like it's got rewatchability factor a hundred percent. I, um, I've been thinking about it constantly. Like Craig and I woke up this morning talking about it and I, I could give it a rewatch. I don't think it's quite as disturbing, um, and traumatic as hereditary. I think no, it's got, not at all. Yeah, yeah. It's got good, like warm colors. There's some and, funny stuff. In, yeah. There's some funny stuff in it. It's yeah. also very beautiful to look at. So it, it's eat like hereditary is like, it's rough everywhere. It's, it's bleak, like a hundred percent all the way. Yeah, through. It's bleak. There's shit is happening that I don't ever want to see again. Like, it's like, it's rough to watch, but this movie, it's like, it's very beautiful. Even the, even the stuff that's gross is still like, it's so well done that it's like, I, I want to see it again. Like when mm-hmm. I watch that face get smashed, I'm like, how did yeah. they do that? Yeah. <laughs> Are they smashing somebody's face for real? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think they might. That maybe. poor actor. Well, he was 72. He knew it was coming. He was 70. We need 72-year-old actors for a movie. Might not make it through. Um, I, uh, it was it was interesting that I saw – I read – I did read some stuff where people were trying to like make it part of the same universe as Hereditary or, or connect. It was very – they feel so different and like not, a, not about – there's no paranormal element to this movie at all. There's worshiping and like occult religious stuff. Supernatural but stuff is absent. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I I saw um there were some so I saw an article that came out. There is a scene in Hereditary where um the mom goes to like a store, and and there is a scene where she's walking through the parking lot and she walks past a couple that are walking into the store. You only see them from the back, and I don't know I I don't know if they ever got to the bottom you know, to whether it was, you know, a purposeful thing or not, but the couple from the back looks a lot like Danny and Christian. Oh, like it looks okay. like it, even though you're not seeing their faces, just the shape of the body, the clothing they're wearing, it looks like it could be the same two actors. Okay. Okay. And, and some people are like, Oh, is that an Easter egg? Did he know he was going to make this? Like, that seems like a big leap. Right. Yeah. But I've seen people, but I've seen people making that. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm all about universes. If he wants to build a universe, yeah. I'm not going to be Stephen King crossover. Yeah, who all cares? That shit. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm definitely going to revisit it. I want to, uh, I think it's more revisitable than uh, hereditary. I think we've kind of hammered that point home. Yeah. Um, I, I just like all the pretty flowers, to be honest. They're yeah. very beautiful. In a way, it, it just, reminds it's the same appeal that Annihilation has. It's got a bear. It's got flowers. Exactly. It's got, it's got shit. some. It's got some fucked up shit. It's got and some beautiful. scary shit. Very strong, powerful very uh, female. Who, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of quickly feel for her at the beginning, and you kind of see her like. It's that qu- kind of thing where like we all know her boyfriend's kind of a piece of shit, and we get to see her realize it in real time, and then she's like, "Yeah, he's gonna die." Yeah, there's um there uh there was a director's cut of this movie that um what I, from what I've read is about 30 minutes longer and they it it was put into theaters for like a, a very, very small limited engagement. It didn't you know, it wasn't in a lot of it didn't go to a lot of theaters, but you could there like there was a time where you could go see the director's cut um, from what I've read. It's going to be released on uh, Blu-ray DVD like fairly soon cool um but 
also from what I've read, a lot of the extra stuff in in that is like stuff between Danny and Christian. And um, I read that there is a like a major big argument between the two of them that like he said he really didn't want to have to cut it. But the the way the timing was and the way other things like, just it worked better for him to God. he was like <clears throat> he, he had to cut something, you know, I wonder what the argument was about. Like, what if Apparently, it's, well, it's supposed to be like a big. It's like a blowout kind of argument. She's so. like, she's like, hug it. You ready? Ready? <coughs> uh, hey, Christian, can I uh, talk to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, babe. What's up? And she's like, uh, uh, did that bitch put a love spell under your bed last night? And he's like, no, I don't even. I don't know where that. That's came. not my little wooden stick. That's not my little wooden love spell. <laughs> and she's like, well. You were looking at her, and you better not have a ritualistic sex thing. <laughs> Why is his lemonade different than mine? <laughs> um, can we get our server? Um, also, he's such a dick. He's like, oh, that's going to be my thesis, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just steals his best friend's. And- that's mine. I'm going to do it too. I already asked him about it. And when he there, tells him, he's like, I just know, thought you should know. And he gives Danny a fucking piece of pound cake that they made at their fucking compound. It wasn't like he yeah. got, got that for her. Yeah, because the other guy told exactly. him, hey, you forgot her birthday. That He was like, here's your birthday present from the fucking airport gift shop. Yeah. yeah. Sourced Dude, locally. Also, there's, there's a scene. I can't remember what Danny is asked. There's a scene where he's talking to like one of the elders. Yeah. And Danny comes up because some I think maybe it's when the maybe it's when the girl goes missing. Uh-huh. And she she comes up to him with a very important like she has a concern about something. Not just like question she has a con- something is happening. Uh-huh. And she asks him and he's like, "Oh, that's weird. Hey, what about inbreeding?" He like yeah, he like ex- completely yeah. ignores her and just starts talking to the elder about inbreeding. Yeah. By the way, they're lying. They're ass. Oh, uh, we, we are uh, pure big, blood. Very pure bloodlines here. So yeah. nothing weird. Don't go in that one uh, house though. You'll see. You know, yeah. it's very pure. Oh man, good stuff, man. This is good. This is a uh, this is a fun movie, and I think that uh, uh, the main actress Florence Pugh has a nice little career ahead of her. Jake, I know you said she's in that new Black Widow movie coming up. She's in Black Widow. She's in Little Women, which is currently. Oh, about- oh fuck! I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Um, I thought uh, I thought it was really well done, and I think that uh, I hope that if you just listen to this, that you uh, I don't know. We'll go see it. Go see it or see we'll it again. It. I please don't go see it before you listen to us talk about it. But I guess if you've already made it this far, uh, what'd you think? Yeah. <laughs> what'd you just think of our wait. breakdown? <laughs> um, okay, cool. So Ari Eister is gonna uh, do more movies. Uh, I guess he's not gonna do a horror follow up. Uh, this. It feels like he's going to be one of those guys that ends up directing a Marvel movie, you know, because they like to tap into like Jesus Jesus fucking Christ, Doctor yeah. Strange. Well, uh, Sam Raimi. Yeah, that's a pretty good. That's going to be Doctor Strange. Uh, that kind of broke tonight. Uh, yeah, I think this guy's got a really good. I love that he's made two movies and they're both great. I, I just love that. Yeah. 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 I do, too. Cool. And they're different. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, Midsummer before we uh, wrap it up here? No, just go see it if you haven't. Just watch it. Yeah, watch I it. wish I'd watch twice it in a row. Yeah. Jacob Walsh calls it the feel-good movie of the year. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Dragon Con as the May Queen. Wait a minute, gonna Dude, build a big. That's what I was gonna ask. I don't know why we costume. didn't do those. Was there a? Uh, was there a? Uh, there were lots of May Queens at Dragon Con this year. There was. Yeah. Damn it. 
There were a lot of people in those. Co- there were a lot of people. Uh, I saw a lot of couples where the girl was the May Queen and the guy had like a really cheap bear costume on. That's yeah. On. I saw there were that. a lot. Yeah. Do better. I didn't. I figured that the end of the movie was that the girl got eaten by the bear, but that is not what happened. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. no. You'll no, have no. to see it to find out what happened. You'll have to see it for more. <laughs> for more on that, watch Midsummer. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen. Fantastic. Uh, hey guys, happy four year anniversary! Thank oh, you thank so you. much to Zombie Sailor for joining us. Yeah. And uh, we got a, it's a weird episode. No, it's fine. We're all it's a weird life. mix of like we're we're talking toys, we're talking Congo, we're talking Midsummer. Why yeah. is there no Midsummer toys? God, they're actually uh, they the company put out like I tried to get it, but it sold out. It was like a very limited thing. The company put out like a figure of a of the bear in the cage. Oh, a twenty four did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A twenty four did, but it was like a very very limited thing. Oh man. Well, we'll just yeah. get you. I bet we can get a bootleg bear toy and put just it in a bear cage. And put it in a cage. Yeah, yeah there it is. It's just, hey, that bear, it's just a normal bear. I've yeah. seen <laughs> lots of bears that look like that. <laughs> um, yeah, great stuff. Great score. I know the soundtrack's available. I definitely recommend that. Uh, watch it. Watch it again. Let us know your thoughts. Oh, I have to pick our winner from last week. So anybody who's been listening to the podcast last week knows that uh, we asked everybody to tag us on Instagram when you are listening to Yes Have Some Podcast. And you'll win a trip to Sweden with four of your friends. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. What do you think? Uh, what, what, tell them what they've won. Um, okay, so uh, we, we were going to pick a winner. And uh, I've got our winner. I've got it listed right here. And that person is, and this is somebody who is uh, in group therapy and on Instagram and has been a big supporter of the podcast lady, uh, lady, she's a lady. Uh, it's uh, Instagram <laughs> beetle nut zero eight nine. And uh, she's great. And she's in uh, Facebook. She's a huge Beatles fan. She's a big YHS fan. Yeah. So uh, at beetle nut eight nine, send me Craig a direct message on Instagram or Facebook or get in touch with me. And uh, or I can just reach out to you, and uh, we're going to send you some YHS merch because we really appreciate everybody uh, listening to the show and mm-hmm. tagging us. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining. Thanks for being involved. Uh, thanks for playing, and also do it again this week. We'll give out another shirt next week. Uh, so all you got to do is while you're listening to Yes Have Some, tag us on Instagram in a main post or your story, and uh, tell us why. Why? YHS. Tell us why you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you tell doing? Tell us why you love us. <laughs> tell me why you love me. What do you like about me? Um, so congratulations to her. And uh anything else before we sign off? Nope. That's it. All right, cool. Well, yeah. listen, happy anniversary, everybody. Happy four years. Thank you. Thanks to Zombie Sailor for joining us. Make sure you stay uh tuned to his Instagram page, Zombie Sailor's Toys, for more information on when you can buy those Congo figures. Jake, we're getting some shipping cases, apparently. Yeah. Getting them. That's going to yeah. be great. What are we going to do? Frame them? I don't Be, even know. I'll make a little fort. For Put them in a closet? Doors. I don't know. Dude. I'm hey. going to get a detoff for shipping cases. It's going to be a yeah. big, big detoff. I know uh, a couple <laughs> cats that are going to be very excited about the new cardboard boxes. Oh, man. Just obsessing over cardboard. That's what our lives have come to. Mm-hmm. Um, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, thank you so much for joining. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you for supporting us. Have some podcasts for the past four years. Thank you. Holy shit. Yep. Can you believe we've been doing this for four years? Four years. What God, are you that's guys a lot. 
thinking. Yeah, it's insane. I don't know, man. It's cool because I've never, be, I've never been good at keeping a diary. Yeah. Yeah. And this I've is tried. It. I've tried to like write, yeah. start writing stuff and I yeah. can't do it. And recently I was thinking, of, I was like, maybe I need to start keeping. And then I was like, oh. I've been doing that every week for four years. Four years. What I love is we we don't have technical difficulties anymore, which is great. <laughs> oh, it's great. After four years, you know what we did to celebrate four years? We had we had Skype fucking failed. Yeah, That's what we yeah. did. We're, yeah. The fact that we even got through this episode is a miracle. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for being on this journey with us as we build mm-hmm. up to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters 1 came out when I was three months old. Ghostbusters 2 came out when I was five years old. And Ghostbusters 3 is coming out uh, when I'm 36 years old. So there's a little bit of a little uh, gap there. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. And then there was another Ghostbusters movie that also came out, uh, which is uh, when we started this podcast. You I don't know try. what you're talking about, Chief. Oh, <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking we about. We all started somewhere. <laughs> he wants to deny... <laughs> that the movie existed but it did i saw it mm-hmm. <laughs> five times and uh <laughs> just high-pitched squeal <laughs> uh, thank you thank you robert shaw for that mm-hmm. and uh we'll let everybody know if uh jake and linda blair tie the knot this weekend is the day <laughs> oh it's gonna be what if that's the that you guys just get married like well we didn't see this coming <laughs> i just can't stand linda blair I love Linda Blair. I love her. I'm gonna, I love I'm her. gonna, I'm gonna get Linda Blair to fall in love with me. Yes. I'm gonna yeah. propose. Wait, Jake, you're gonna we're whittle gonna have, her a little. We're gonna get a wedding. Okay. And then I'm gonna fucking leave her at the altar. Oh, <laughs> okay, tight. With a. <laughs> yeah. She's waiting at the altar, crying. Cut to Jake driving down the road in a Corvette for some reason. Wind blowing through his hair. The Pazuzu <laughs> statue. He's in the passenger seat with the seatbelt on. I love that. And it says just married with DVD copies of The Exorcist trailing behind you. Yeah. I chose Pazuzu over you. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, man. Um, No, but you should give her one of those little love uh, wooden things from... um, Midsummer. And yeah, put a love spell it. on her. <laughs> just you know, whenever you don't have she's not looking, thing. somebody grab her drink. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are we doing this? We get that all set up. <laughs> Are we doing it's it? It's a big camp prank. Oh boy. Yeah, we're Blair. just gonna do. Then we're gonna do camp pranks to Richard Dreyfus too. Cool. I don't know what they're gonna be. But they're gonna be fun. We're gonna make fun of civics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go up to Richard Dreyfus. Like, you know what? I think civics are stupid. And I know I heard- what it is. I hope they don't teach them in school. Um, so you can keep your $20, mister. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm glad Richard Dreyfuss is going to be there, and I've, I'm going to try to get something signed. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. Steps. It's going to be good. All right. Well, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you so much for joining. To Linda Blair and all you lovers out there, turn on your radio and request all the songs that make you fall asleep at night thinking about your lover, mm-hmm. Jake, and his Pazuzu statue. Sweet dreams are made of this. <laughs> what is happening? Well, because she always writes sweet dreams. She, yeah, yeah. She, fuck that. That is what Robert England should write on an autograph, not Linda Blair's sweet dreams. Yeah. It's the middle of the day. What yeah. a convention. I'm not going to sleep right now, yeah, Linda. Yeah, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, write that. Write that. Also, nobody wants your pamphlet. 
Yeah, we don't care. Pamphlet. I always say that damn word. We love you, Linda. All right, bye. Bye. Bye, guys.